Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Aquarius season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 Extended Year Ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or, if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundations course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of Embodied Astrology's offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog and our audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you'd like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave us a great review. You can follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now, on to your Aquarius season horoscope. All right, Sagittarius, Aquarius season begins with the movement of the Sun and Pluto together into the sign of Aquarius. Very remarkable. It's a powerful symbol. I am in awe of it, actually. And every astrologer that I talk to is also in awe of it. We're all like, wow. Astrologers, when they get together, just marvel at the poetry of the planets. It is really sublime. So as I talked about in Capricorn season, the uh, last minutes of Capricorn season uh, are are infused by the solar conjunction of Pluto and the Sun at the very last degree, the very last arc minute of Capricorn, and then they both together move into Aquarius. This is a powerful symbol of a new beginning, and this new beginning is a phase or cycle, planetary cycle, that will last 20 years. Pluto is an outer planet. It has a long orbit around the Sun, longer than anybody's lifespan, somewhere around 200 years. It spends 14 to 20 years in any sign. It has been in Capricorn since 2008, and it will be in Aquarius um, until 2042. Now, Pluto had a little 
jaunt, little visit into Aquarius in 2023 between March and June. In 2024, it will just make it to the second degree of the sign. It will retrograde back into Capricorn between September and mid-November. But as of the end of 2024, Pluto is in Aquarius to stay for the next two decades. This is a powerful opportunity. So to work with Pluto is to work with transpersonal collective energy. And so we want to kind of hold this symbol first and foremost, not as a, as a personal experience, but as a collective experience. So we can think about this as the times that we are in. Um, I talked a lot about my interpretations for the collective uh, in the 2024 year ahead, which you can find on my member page or on your favorite listening platform. So I'm not going to talk so much about that right now. But I will say that these next 20 years are a major transition in the global paradigm. We are moving collectively from the age of industry into the age of information or the age of science or the Aquarian age, if you like to think about it that way. Aquarius as a symbol is an air symbol. Uh, air is related to information and consciousness. Aquarius is fixed air. Um, the fixed modality describes the utmost intensity um, of the elemental archetype and the accumulation of its power. And so if we're considering intelligence and consciousness and information, then when that gets intensified, intelligence, consciousness, information, what do we have? You know, we have ideas, we have insights potentially. We also have patterns. We also have uh, nervous systems. And Aquarius as a symbol is very much related to systems, to systems thinking, uh, to the consciousness and awareness of systems. And so consciousness and awareness intensified brings us into uh, intelligence. And intelligence is endlessly curious. Intelligence is everywhere. There is so much to know. There is so much to learn. Sagittarius has Aquarius holding the solar third house. And the third house is a place of communication. It is a place of learning. It resonates with periods in our lives when we have a lot of learning potential. We have the most learning potential when we're short. <laughs> so little people uh, from the ages of like two to nine, um, I mean really infants uh, from infancy have so many neural pathways getting developed every single second, right? They're learning so much so fast. Now, as we get older, uh, we get more and more dense. You know, we learn really basic stuff like walking and talking. And then um, we have to keep ourselves agile in our minds. Now, because Sagittarius has Aquarius on third place, uh, we get a description of a way of being, a Sagittarian way of being that is naturally intelligent. And your sign um, has a lot of intelligence. So when we learn about Sagittarius, words like wisdom 
are definitely key words and this has to do with, an, with Aquarius holding this place for you. Now the third house is also where we connect with other people that we're giving and receiving information from and with. And so this includes when we're young, uh, other short people, right? The way that kids explain things to kids is just as important, if not more important sometimes than how adults explain things to kids. Uh, the information that is shared on the horizontal level rather than the vertical in egalitarian rather than hierarchical ways is information that uh, can be trusted in certain ways. Uh, this is information that spreads in certain ways. It's also information that we gather through our senses and sensing capacities. Um, and so we have environments that are symbolized here as well as relationships and whoever is around you and whatever is around you there are opportunities to learn and to give and receive information. So when Pluto comes to stay in Aquarius for 20 years, it is bringing um, power and misuse of power and abuse of power. It is bringing transformation of power. It is bringing empowerment. It is bringing sex, death, money, and violence. It is also bringing transformation of this stuff. And in many ways, it is uh, bringing us in our personal experiences into a collective process of death, dying, and rebirth. Um, Pluto is the lord of the underworld. The lord of the underworld is a mystery. We don't really get to, um, you know, hang out with Pluto just for tea. Like if you go meet the Lord of the Underworld, it's because you're dead, right? Like in the myths that you read about the, the, the gods and goddesses of the Underworld, they actually don't have a lot of stories because they hold the mystery. They hold the void and it is important that they do so. And not everything can be known. In fact, the constant striving for knowing that humanity is so deeply invested in and especially western culture and scientific thought you know so deeply invested in knowing religious thought right supremacist thought i know it i know the way um when we think that we know we miss so much and so pluto traveling through this part of your chart is an incredible opportunity, 20 years of an opportunity to be transformed in what you know and how you don't know. This is an opportunity for your nervous system to become entirely repatterned. It is an opportunity for you to learn about power and about the power of thought and word and communication. It is an opportunity for you to learn how power works in groups of people and how power works through thought and word and communication, how power works through story. There's a book out there some people may have read called Sapiens. Um, and in that book, the author uh, is talking about how you know, humans have been evolving for 250 million years. And it might seem like a long time until we compare that evolution with the Earth, like 4.5 billion years old. 
so human, the human race, you know, is fairly young in terms of earth life. And for much of our evolution, uh, we lived in very small communities, you know, small groups, tribal cultures, etc. And as populations grew, uh, people became unwieldy. When you have small groups, you can kind of work it out. But once you have large groups of people, more than 100, um, people start breaking off, you know, into smaller groups, into factions. There's like, you know, people are peopling. People have egos, people have drives, people have different needs, you know, people start to people. And so there needs to be some kind of organizing principles for people to coexist when they are in large groups. And these organizing principles take the forms of philosophies and religions. There are stories about who we are and how we are and who we want to be and how we should be that help us organize collectively and communally. And some stories are awful, wretched stories. They are stories of punishment. They are stories of shame. Uh, some stories are uplifting, inspiring stories. You know, many stories are about consequences. Some of them are wise. Many of them are not. Over the next 20 years, the way that story organizes people will be a profound space of learning for you. So beginning of this journey, first day of Aquarius season, 2024, uh, you're not going to know what the next 20 years are bringing for you, but I think that you can feel that your consciousness is changing and that the ways that you are oriented towards communication, towards giving and receiving information, and towards sociality and engagement with other people and with groups, I think you can feel that that's all changing. Some of you may also be invested in some kind of systems work or systems thinking. This could be human systems, scientific systems, institutional systems, environmental systems, computational systems, I don't know. But you're, many of you are engineering something or you're trying to figure out how the pieces come together. And some of you might be feeling this work in many ways as solo, like in the sense that it's your own research or your own projects, but you are definitely doing this work in community. Because if you're working with systems at all, then you're working with relationships. And even if you're thinking about like computational systems or something, and maybe you're not um, thinking about, you know, like organizing groups of people. Um, if you're working with computational systems, then you're working with history, right? You're working with other coders. You're working with people who have uh, come to a place of some kind of evolution or development. Or maybe you're working with AI, you know, maybe you're working with communication to a, a, a non-human life form. Um, so there's bound to be some kind of relational aspect of whatever this system's work is that will be an important part of your life moving forward. Now, you may not yet know what these systems are that you're going to be working with, and you don't need to know right now. But my question for you is, what 
is sustainable about these systems and what do you want to sustain? What is sustainable and what do you want to sustain? And my second question for you is for what reasons? Who or what do these systems serve? Over the next 20 years, if you are not orienting your path, your process, your priorities towards a greater collective well-being, your efforts are not going to be supported. They will not support you in your nervous system or your happiness. If you are not orienting your efforts towards a greater collective well-being, then you will feel increasingly isolated. And that doesn't mean that you know, you're going to be introverted, but you might feel very alone in what you're doing. You might feel like people are against you. You might feel mistrusting of where other people are coming from if you yourself cannot trust where you're coming from. It is essential that you get curious about where you are coming from. It is absolutely essential. It is an enormous part of what 2024 is asking you for. It is not something that you are going to be able to know immediately, any second, in any given moment of any given day. Where you are coming from is complex. It is layered. It is energetic. It is vibrational. It is ancestral. It is spiritual. It is psychological. It is somatic. So the effort that you offer your own process right now to get clearer or clearer on where you're coming from is effort well spent. This is effort that you will be grateful that you gave. If you enjoy my readings and find them supportive, make sure to pre-order your 2024 year ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sun, moon, and rising signs, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and future, and providing a larger context that my monthly readings just can't get into. The 2024 readings will be published by the first week of January, and they make wonderful gifts for the astrology lovers in your life. You can also now receive a 75% discount on 2023's year ahead readings, which still have so much to offer. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. Where are you coming from? There is a great support for this, a great practice support that I have learned from Resma Manicum. He is the author of a book that you might be familiar with called My Grandmother's Hands. He also holds facilitation space frequently in work called somatic abolitionism. A lot of his work is very deeply invested in building anti-racist culture. Um, He does work with groups of white people or white-bodied people and bodies of the global majority um, around anti-blackness and white supremacy in the world. And a lot of what he helps people 
explore and sense and work with is where they are coming from. We're all coming from so much unconsciousness. And this uh, practice is amazing for working with um, things that come up when there's a lot of charge. And so his work is very devoted to the work of unwinding racism. And there is so much charge around race and racialized trauma in our world. And so he has offered so many skills and tools for folks who are trying to work with that charge. But there's a lot of charge for a lot of reasons in a lot of places, in a lot of experiences. And so when you are exploring where are you coming from, I would definitely encourage you to start off by asking that question anytime you feel a wavering in your attention, anytime you feel a little fluctuating uh, in your own steadiness, if there are high degrees of urgency or excitement and anticipation and arousal, uh, so things can feel good, right? Ask yourself, where are you coming from? When things feel really shitty and depressing and destabilizing and intense, you know, ask yourself, where are you coming from? And when things feel neutral, where are you coming from? If there's any kind of question inside of a relationship, if you're like, wow, this feels funky, I don't know where they're coming from, where are you coming from? Okay, so the practice is an acronym. You would write this, uh, these letters, and then you would kind of take some time to tune in and write down some notes. So first we have the letter V for vibes. And a vibe is energy, right? A vibe is like the feeling of the interaction. What's the vibe here? I is for images. When you feel this vibe, what images are going through your mind? And I want to say that this could include uh, memories. It can include uh, other kinds of sensory information that might not only be images. You might maybe like hear sounds or something like that. The M is meaning making. So when you feel the vibe and you are noticing what images are kind of scrolling through your mind, what's the story that you tell? The B is behaviors. When you tell this story, who do you become? What do you do? What gets uh, impulsed through your body? The A is affect. Affect has to do with your emotional emanation, what you are exuding from your bodily state of being. The S is sensations. What do you feel in your body? Is your heart racing? Is your belly feel knotted? Do you feel cold, hot, etc.? And then the I is imagination. So you want to feel the first letters, the vimbas. Really let them take up space in your consciousness. Imagine, you know, go in there, journal about it, write down your keywords. And then imagine, okay, well, when all of this is present, like, what happens? You know, where is this going to go? What are the likelihoods here? And then also imagine what could happen. What do you want to happen? And in that, there's permission to play around with, well, I want the vibe to feel this way. I can imagine that my behaviors could look this way. I want to feel these kinds of sensations. So then we have to do a little bit of a backtracking and it's like, okay, well, what's going on that needs to be addressed 
so that we get closer to the outcome that we're looking for, so that we can kind of understand what's happening here, what needs to be addressed. Where are you coming from? This is a question to really get curious about in Aquarius season. There's a full moon on January 25th in your fellow fire sign Leo. This is a full moon that is really, I think, motivating you in particular directions. It feels like there is a kind of sense of possibility that wants to come in with this full moon and possibility doesn't mean you don't have to work for it. And some of you might be feeling the labor aspect. Uh, there may be resources to consider. There may be bodily realities. The space between the material and the possible is a creative space. Don't let yourself be limited by what is only material. Don't let yourself forget the material plane. When we get limited by what is material, we become materialists, we become pedantic and uh, close-minded in a lot of ways, not very imaginative. Uh, but when we're super imaginative and totally in the realm of possibilities and not paying attention to the material plane, um, it often doesn't go that well. So this is a full moon that's asking you to do both. It's like, where's the material? Where's the imaginal? How do they talk to each other? You want to go somewhere, you got some kind of idea, it will require labor. How can you work in ways that serve and support where you are trying to go? The day after the full moon, January 26th, Uranus is stationing direct in Taurus. This is increasing the feeling of motivation and potential in the ways that you want to work. Some of you uh, are being given opportunities to move in new directions significantly in your life right now. Uh, some of these opportunities are chosen. Some of them are unchosen. Some of them may feel like opportunities that you have been waiting forever for and you're so excited and like you are moving in some new directions and this is thrilling. Some of you are being given opportunities that you didn't ask for, you don't particularly want, they feel super destabilizing and you need to move in the direction of where the open doors are. And so the last week of January is very much about what are you going to do with what you have to work with. What are you going to do with what you have to work with? The conditions are never perfect. And even if they are for a moment, they are changing. You yourself as a human being are inherently perfect and completely imperfect. <laughs> you came into this world inherently valuable and perfect in your essence and energy. And in your corporeal meat suit body, you're figuring it out with the rest of us and sometimes you're going to fail and fuck up and you don't know what you're doing. How can you learn from your mistakes? How can you work with what you have? If the circumstances are not ideal, where are the open spaces? Move towards the openings. Move towards the openings. Do not allow yourself to get completely focused on what feels cumbersome, what feels impossible, what feels scarce. You do need to pay attention to resource right now. You do need to pay attention to quote unquote reality. The material conditions need to be worked with, but remember that there is a lot of substance here that's immaterial. 
in your 2024 overview, I started that reading off talking about substance and how you are working this year with both material and immaterial substance. When you are working to craft and shape in the material realms, when you're trying to make things happen, a huge amount happens energetically. And if it's not happening energetically, it's not going to happen materially. So I really encourage you to trust timing at this time. Don't force things. Like if, if it feels like a door is closed, don't keep knocking. Like you don't need to assert yourself in ways that are aggressive. But you could try like one or two or maybe three different approaches. But don't be extra. Like if you're getting told no in multiple ways, turn and look somewhere else. This is what I'm saying. Look for the empty spaces. Look for the openings. Look for the opportunities. If something isn't working the way that you want it to, you might not be coming at it from the right angle. Shift your perspective. This is increasingly true as we get into February. On February 4th, we have Mercury entering Aquarius. On February 12th, Mars comes in. And February 16th, then Venus comes into Aquarius. Immediately, they all form a conjunction with Pluto. And then they go on to uh, form aspects with Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. During this time, we have a new moon in Aquarius on February 9th. And all of these aspects, to me, speak to the need for you to work with your perception skillfully. And you are not always going to see things perfectly. You are not always going to be right. You're not always going to know the answer. It is so important that you are humble right now and that you are willing to change your mind, that you are willing to be adaptable. It is so important that you stay open-minded and curious about where you are and who you're with and what you're trying to do. If you are being dogmatic, if you are being a fundamentalist, if you are being arrogant right now, if you're out there being like, it's my way or the highway, or you're trying to like tell other people how it is, it's not a good look for you in Aquarius season. It's not the vibe. When you are curious, when you are engaging yourself in team efforts, and that means sometimes you step forward and sometimes you step back. When there's a call for ideas, you got your ideas. But maybe somebody else's idea is actually the best way to go. So you can also easily let yours go. This is a great look for you. This is you at your Sagittarian best. This is you playing the best game of volleyball, right? It's like you are passing the ball back and forth. This is teamwork makes the dream work. This is what we want from you. Your curiosity, your willingness to be adaptable and open-mindedness, your humbleness, your humility, and your concentration and focus on what serves the greater good. Attitudes of generosity are going to get you so far. Attitudes of supremacy will not get you anywhere. They will get you closed doors. They will get you suffering. Playfulness, 
curiosity and generosity, the doors will open for you. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead. Thank you.